podcast, TV with my mom, the podcast where me and my mom talk about TV. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I said, I usually I say something like, yeah, we talk about TV and something else, but you know what? I'm over that. Let's, let's try again. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, TV with my mom, the podcast where me and my mom talk about TV. And life in general. Hi, mom. Hello, Rachel. How you doing? I'm good. I've had the last week off. Because it was your birthday! Woot, woot. Ooh, I just, I spiked the mic doing that. Spike the mic. <laughs> Drop the mic and spike it. Happy birthday. Thank you, Rachel. How old are you? Old enough to know better. <laughs> Don't tap oh, on the sorry. <laughs> Not to know better to scratch things so you hear it on the microphone. <laughs> but old enough, uh, maybe a hair wiser. Nice. Uh, that means your word of wisdom this week is going to be really wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I can't wait. Totally wise. I can't wait either. Uh, what are we doing on the podcast today? We are going to talk about TV. Oh, yeah? With my mom? With me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a show I started to watch called, um, oh man, I don't remember what the name of the, hold on. Okay. It's not His Dark Matters because I figured that out. His Dark Materials. Yeah, His Dark Materials. Yeah, you watch that. It's the other one. The Watchmen. Yes, Watchmen oh on God. HBO. That took me forever. Um, we're going to do another sort of a Freaky Friday thing, but really more of a Q&A about Watchmen because mom was watching it and was confused. And I was like, I wonder why. So I started watching it and realized that it's a prequel to the comic book. Uh, not a prequel, a sequel to the comic book. Mm-hmm. And um, if you'd seen the movie, you know, you might be a little bit more informed. But I don't know how you could watch it without having that background. So we're going to. Do a little background on The Watchmen. a tad confusing. On Watchmen. So we're going to get to that. But right now, people are waiting with bated breath. Are they? Oh my God, for (laughs) TV news. Um, TV news this week is a bit of a bummer. I was just doing the Matthew McConaughey. Oh. (laughs) Matthew McConaughey was whistling? He whistled... Andy Griffith. So we were just watching TV, just it was on, and uh, it was a commercial with Matthew McConaughey, which of course I had to say, oh, mom, look, because mom hates Matthew McConaughey, specifically just... because of his commercials that he does with, for cars. <laughs> like, she doesn't think he's a bad actor necessarily. No. But you got really annoyed with his Lincoln commercials, oh and God. now you can't, you can't like him anymore. I can't. So the he's commercial... just like, he just, just has a pole up his butt. <laughs> he's a pole up his butt? Well, you know, a stick in his butt. He seems stiff. Yeah. Like, interesting. Okay. So he was whistling Andy Griffith? I missed that. Yes. And then... Which just annoys me because I love a good Opie. <laughs> he was sitting in the back of his Lincoln, watching the ice at a, la- a lake or a river. A lake and- where nobody is on, and he's driven in this beautiful car up to the edge of the lake, brought it over all the sharp stones. How the hell did you get there to begin with? And he's... Ice fishing. He sees his tip up go up, you know, the little flag on the ice. While he's waiting, he whistles the Andy Griffith tune. And he smiles and he walks out on the ice. He's ice fishing. Yeah. And and you don't like it because it didn't seem realistic. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> I mean, if you ever saw your dad come in ice fishing, yeah. I mean, he had snot frozen on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Covered... I mean, bundled up, not just with like a cute little parka, mm. but he'd have a hat on, a mask on. He would had ice picks, ice grippers coming out from his sleeves in case he went in the ice yeah. and he could... Had his forks. Whatever they're called. <laughs> and I mean, and then Matthew McConaughey just is sitting there in the back of his thing. Do, 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 do. Oh, my flag went up. Mm, there's dinner. 
fuck shit. No way. All right. Mom doesn't think that he's it's realistic. No. And he's too and stiff. I'm sorry, Matthew, but you know what? You know. You probably got a free card. I know it. he listens to our podcast, and I'm sure he's, he's really <laughs> devastated by your commentary about him. I'm sure. Anyway, that was not TV news. Uh, the TV news no. is that Mindhunter season three has been put on hold at Netflix. Oh, my God. I thought season one, great. Season two, loved it. Yeah. Season three, not going to happen? What the hell? It's ridiculous. All of the cast have been released from their contracts, which means they're not, there's no, that. I mean, that's basically saying, hey, we're not making another season. Right. And it's because David Fincher... The creator of the show is just off doing other things. He wants to do a movie for Netflix. He is signed on to make a movie called Mank with Netflix. And he's also doing the second season of Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. But instead of of, uh, Mindhunter, he's doing those things. And it's kind of a bummer. Um, Mank is a biopic of screenwriter Herman Mankiewicz. Mankiewicz? Mm. I have no idea who that is. Perhaps best known for his work on the Oscar-winning screenplay of Citizen Kane. Okay, fine. Herman. Did I say Harry? You said Herman. Okay, good. <laughs> I think you said Herman. Um, uh, whatever. So, yeah, he's got this big movie, I guess. But, like, you know, Mindhunter was successful, I thought. So. Yeah. I'm sad. Are you sad? Um, I am a little bit, but I'm not sad just because I spent, like, after season two, I spent a lot of time before I went to bed looking under my bed before I <laughs> went to sleep. <laughs> Because it was so scary. Yeah, because it was so scary. And in one of it, whoever that murderer was at the end that has the doll face on. Yeah. They said, I think I read somewhere, somewhere, someplace somewhere, um, that he would hide in closets and he would hide under the bed waiting for his victims. And I'm like, oh, Christ. Uh, Scary. Yeah. But BTK is, no, he's, he's not like free. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. Oh, was the BTK guy? Yeah, BTK guy. Um, I know he's behind bars and stuff, but you always wonder, like, when weirdos or maybe not weirdos. I mean, you know. They are weirdos. They're fucking but, killing people. I think you can call them weirdos. Yeah. Do other weirdos get ideas from, you uh, know, the super weirdos? I see. And it just makes you think, <laughs> you know, what the hell? It's Essex Junction. There might be somebody in Jericho. Yeah, well. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't want to say Essex Judge because that's where somebody we know lives. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Jericho's far enough away. <laughs> they won't come here on a cold day. Great. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> lock your doors, everybody. But maybe you'll all sleep a little more soundly when Mindhunter Season 3 does not come out on Netflix, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe they'll... Maybe... I know that there was a big Twitter uh, uproar mm. over it. I don't know. Maybe they'll change their minds, but I doubt Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well... Should we get into it? We should get into it. Do you want to do just like a quick recap of the first episode of Watchmen? (laughs) What you remember anyway? (laughs) And why you were struggling with it? Because you've only seen the first episode. I probably have watched uh, maybe three episodes. Since the last time we talked and I was like, did you meet this person? You were like... Oh, so it's only like two episodes. Yeah. Um, I was struck... I mean... It there yes there are superheroes but they're not really like with superpowers they just have abilities they're people in masks who are vigilantes so but they do do they have abilities well <laughs> that's the thing I mean that's what I mean everybody knows by now that I really like superheroes yeah <laughs> and I like to watch shows about that and whatever yes. I mean it's okay other yeah. people do too <laughs> there's nothing to be embarrassed about there there's nothing to be embarrassed about this is a great about. show I watched the whole thing. Um, so you told me, watch Watchmen, it's really good. And I was like, oh, okay. 
And um, I couldn't figure out if it was an alternate reality or a um, alternate timeline. I guess that's the same yep. type of thing as reality. Well, no, I get it. You were confused about what was going on in like the kind of background. Yeah, because it starts out with the what was it? Tucson? Is it in Tucson? In Tulsa. Tulsa. It's in Tulsa where there was a massacre. Yeah, the Tulsa massacre. Tulsa massacre, which a I've never heard about. <laughs> yeah, um, they called it Black Wall Street Massacre, the Greenwood Massacre. It was in 1921 when mobs of white residents attacked black residents and businesses of the Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was a predominantly black district at the time, the wealthiest black community in the United States known as Black Wall Street. And I'd never heard about that, read about it, or anything. Yeah. So I was kind of like, is this for real? Is this not for real? Yeah. Did it happen? Did it mm-hmm. not? But that's where it starts out with um, a family trying to save their son. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who the son ends up. Oh, oh, now I do. (laughs) Don't spoil that. Okay. Um, So, and then it brings you to present day and there's uh, like a police force. It's like a secret police force, but I don't know whether it's, I guess everything changed from the Tulsa massacre. Not in our timeline, but in their timeline. Yeah, so it's pretty confusing. And I it think is. I think if you hadn't, if you didn't have any of the history of the comic book Watchmen or the movie that was made, um, you might not really understand what's going on. So basically, I'm gonna do a little bit of a catch up. Okay. So to help me out, so I can watch it again. Yeah. So Watchmen is an. This is from Wikipedia. Watchmen is an American comic book maxi series by the British creative team of Alan Moore and Dave Gibson. Gibbons and colorist John Higgins. It was published by DC Comics in 86 and 87, 1986 and 87. Hmm. And um, it's set in an alternate reality that closely mirrors mirrors the contemporary world of the 1980s. So I had, I've never, um, I've only read parts of the comic book Watchmen. I've never read any of the comic books. I, read, I got it from the library one time and I read it for a while and then hmm. I had to give it back. Um, but I saw the movie that came out in 2009, which right. starred... Um, Jeffrey Morgan, that yeah. name came right out of my cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, Billy Crudup, uh, Malin Ackerman, Jackie Earl Haley, Patrick hmm. Wilson. Um, and so I'm just going to give like a quick synopsis of that storyline, of the original Watchmen storyline. Okay. So And I can ask questions. Yeah. Okay. So... It's an alternate reality. The whole story takes place in an alternate reality. Right. So in this alternate reality, there are people that wear masks to fight crime, like vigilantes. Right. Like, sort of like Batman. So Batman has a lot of money and he has gadgets and stuff, but he doesn't really have any specific superpowers, right? Correct. Yes. So Except for his bat sense. He doesn't have bat sense. <laughs> what are you talking about? He has bat sense. That's spidey sense. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Batman... Doesn't have like a sixth sense for bad guys. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> I thought he did. No, that's Damn it. Spider-Man's Spidey sense. Not uh, not bad sense. Why can't I get anything straight? No, anyway. I love it. Um <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, in this alternate reality, there are these vigilantes, and then there's this one guy, uh, John Osterman. I'm saying I want to make sure I'm saying his name right. Yeah, John Osterman. Who was who, played by well, in the movie, he was played by Billy Crudup. Okay. Um, in the TV show, he's referenced a lot, and you don't know who I he is seen until... Him yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but his, his alternate name was Dr. Manhattan. 
And so okay. what happened to John Osterman, he had uh, a watch and he was working in this scientific lab or whatever. And he walked into this booth thing to get the watch that he had left behind in there. The door gets shut behind him and he gets zapped by some sort of gamma rays. Well, yeah, but not gamma rays, you know, gamma rays is Hulk, but something like that. <laughs> okay. And so he disappears, right? He like gets zapped and he's hmm. gone. But then he reforms as Dr. Manhattan, who is this bald blue dude. And he has, he's the only one of them that has actual superpowers. And he's totally blue. Totally blue. Okay. And, um, his, what happened to him is that when he gets zapped, he sort of is able to exist in like this quantum realm. And so he doesn't experience time in like a chronological order. He's like, he can see things that he like knows how things are going to end up because mm-hmm. he's experiencing them at the same time as he's, ex- so he's experiencing the consequences of his actions at the same time he's deciding what actions to take. Oh. So he already knows what he's going to do most of the time. And like, imagine talking to someone like that. Like it's, they're talking to you, but they're talking to you now, and they're talking to you 10 years from now. They're talking to you 10 years before, all at the same time. Kind of hard to be having a conversation. For sure. He's a difficult personality, but he's also mm-hmm. impossible to kill, very strong. He can make himself into a giant. And huh. in this alternate reality, he is the reason that uh, the United States won the Vietnam War. Oh. And so that's where things split, right? So we win the Vietnam War. Richard Nixon remains president. Mm-hmm. And um, in the 1980s, uh, oh, and so then at the same time, this senator named Senator Keene passes a law that says no more vigilante justice, people can't wear masks. So then there's just a couple of them that remain on government sanction to be superheroes. One is Dr. Manhattan. Right. One is the comedian. Okay. And so the, begin- the Watchmen series, the comic book and the movie, begins with the comedian being murdered. Oh, who played the comedian? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So he dies at the beginning of the movie and Uh so or the end of the series. And so then it's the other comic book, uh, the other vigilantes come out from hiding because they've not been working because they've not been sanctioned by the government to to figure out what happened to him. Okay. And one of the main guys that does that is Rorschach. He's a guy that wears a mask that looks like an inkblot test. Okay. Okay. In the movie. In the comic book series, yes. Because there are also people that wear Rorschach masks in the television show. Yeah. So I'm giving you, this is where that came from. Okay, Rorschach. gotcha. So Rorschach, who, is, who has been secretly doing vigilante justice against the law this whole time, uh-huh. starts researching why the comedian was killed and discovers that there's this sort of conspiracy in which uh, one of the other previous superhero guys, vigilante guys, whose name was Ozymandias. God help me. Yeah, his, 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 Let's just his call yeah, well, his real name is Adrian Veidt. Okay. And so Adrian Veidt had, uh, killed the comedian, but there's these other characters, there's Silk Spectre and there's Night Owl in, in the movie, in the, in the original series right. in the eighties. Silk okay. Spectre is the daughter of the original Silk Spectre from the sixties, <laughs> whose name was Sally Jupiter. Her name's Lori Blake. Okay. Okay. The new Silk Spectre is Lori Blake. Right. She's in a relationship with Dr. Manhattan. Well, that must be difficult. For sure. Silk Spectre and Blue Man. Mm-hmm. And so Night Owl, who in the movie was played by that guy who was in the scary movies. What's his name? Patrick Wilson. Patrick um, Wilson. He was, he was uh, the second Night Owl as well. Yeah. And so 
as part of the conspiracy, so Adrian Veet, who's Ozymandias, he kills the comedian, and then, you don't know this until the end, but he kills the comedian, and uh-huh. then he starts spreading this rumor that these people who were close to Dr. Manhattan have died from radiation poisoning and cancer. And so then Dr. Manhattan is like, oh, I'm, I'm hurting people. I'm killing people. And so he's like, I need to get out of here. I'm going to go to Mars. Okay. And so he goes to live on Mars and leaves Silk Spectre, Lori Blake, behind. Right. So Lori Blake gets left behind, and she starts um, hanging out with Night Owl again, mm-hmm. Patrick Wilson, and forms a relationship with him. Oh. So now she's in a relationship with Night Owl, and they decide, let's keep doing with the vigilante justice thing. So this oh, okay. is all happening at the same time that Rorschach is researching who killed the comedian. Right. And it, the he was called the comedian just because he was a funny guy? That was his superhero name. I don't know. He wore a mask. He had a pin that was a happy face. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, I don't know gotcha. a lot about him. Okay. Um, except that he is Lori Blake's father. Oh. So. Okay. Oh. So the comedian tried to rape Silk Spectre, the original Silk Spectre, Lori Blake's mom, Sally Jupiter, and then... Uh, you know, uh, tried to or succeed. Tried to, and then later they had a consensual. It's kind of, it's you know, Marky. you think it's a consensual relationship. Okay, so she's got kind of a fraught parent parental history. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway. Um, <laughs> so now Lori Blake and Night Owl are on one track doing vigilante justice. Rorschach's on the other track doing vigilante justice, trying to research the comedian. They meet up and they're and they get convinced. Oh, Rorschach gets framed for murder by Adrian Veet and gets sent to jail. Lori, uh, Blake, and Night Owl help him escape, and they're like, we think you're right. There's somebody coming after us vigilantes. Okay. They don't know why, though. Okay. They confront Ozymandias, Adrian Veidt, in Antarctica in his, at his, like... House. You know, his Fortress of Solitude, you know, that kind of thing. I can dig it. Um, yeah. And it turns out, he tells them that he's been planning this thing and was trying to get the vigilantes out of the way, because given that Nixon is still president and we won the Vietnam War, there's a lot of political tension and the Cold War is much more intense and, like, nuclear fallout is imminent. Right. Like, we are going to destroy each other. Right. And so Adrian Veidt has figured out an idea where he's going to... He's engineered this giant trans-dimensional squid. Oh, my God. That he's going to send to New York City to kill a bunch of people. The squid? This squid, this alien squid. Okay. I was just going to land in New York. <laughs> and because people are going to be so afraid of this alien creature from another dimension, they're going to band together and it's going to prevent nuclear fallout. Oh, 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 oh. So that's his whole idea. Well, they should send it to, to like New York, you know, Russia. Well, he Japan. only sent, he only sends it to New York. Okay. Um, well, how are you going to get everybody else involved? It works. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, so they're like, we're, we're going to stop you. And he's like, well, too bad. I've already done it. The squid is in New York. You guys, you lost. Oh. And so Manhattan gets there at the same time. Adrian Veidt tries to kill Dr. Manhattan. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't work because Dr. Manhattan can't really be killed. And Adrian Veidt says, do you think I did the right thing in the end? Because I was just trying to save humanity. Right. But he killed three million people to do it. Oh, the squid did? The squid landing in New York killed a lot of people. Well, that squid. That was powerful. And and Dr. Manhattan says, you know, this is not the end. Oh. So you can't know if you did right in the end because this is not the end. But Dr. Manhattan knows. Dr. Manhattan knows what he he did. Dr. Manhattan knows what he did. Lori Blake, Silk Spectre knows what he did. The Night Owl knows what he did. And Rorschach knows what he did. Gotcha. Silk Spectre, Night Owl, and Dr. Manhattan agree to keep the secret because they see the benefit. They're like, well, it prevented this nuclear fallout, right. so whatever. Rorschach, who's always been like black and white, good and evil, 
Like, this is bad. I don't agree with it. I am going to tell people. This This is what you did. You can't control people this Whenever way. Whenever you say Rorschach, I think you're talking about the guy from Welcome Back, Cotter. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, I think his name was Horshack. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a Rorschach test. Yes. Yeah, so now, yeah. yeah okay. Hopefully that'll erase the porn star out of my mind. <laughs> He's a porn star? He's a porn star now. But anyway. Or he used to be. Or he tried to be. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Go okay. ahead. Sorry. That was a little side. <laughs> So Rorschach's like, I'm going to tell people, and Dr. Manhattan kills him to prevent him from doing so. Oh. Dr. Manhattan's like, humanity sucks. This was awful. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we have to kill this many people to make this work. I'm going back to Mars. So he's like- Fuck you all, going back to Mars. Silk Spectre and Night Owl are like, okay, well, we're going to stay together and do our own thing. And deal with the guilt of knowing this secret. So Dr. Manhattan doesn't want Silk Spectre, because they were once involved, to go back to Mars with him? No, because he's like, he decides basically that he doesn't want to be with humanity. Like, he he can't connect with humanity anymore. He's so... I got you. He's the supreme... He's like a god. Right. I got you. Um, And so then... But he kills Rorschach to prevent Rorschach from telling anybody. What happened, though, what they didn't know, is that Rorschach had secretly released all of his notes and files and writings about the situation to a newspaper. Newsweek. So... That's the end of the series. That's the end of the movie. That's how it oh. ends. Lori Blake and Night Owl go off into the sunset to deal with their guilt. Adrian Veidt stays in Antarctica because he's like, well, I did what I meant to do and I feel like I'm a hero. He's right. really egotistical. Right. Manhattan goes back to Mars. Rorschach's dead. Okay. The paper releases this stuff, but now it's like a conspiracy. Do people believe it or do they believe the fact that the there was a giant squid? Right. So now there's no more vigilantes in the movie. They've all separated. Yep. Because it's still against the law for vigilantes. There's right. no more government-sanctioned vigilantes. Right. And so that's where, that's where the Watchmen, the television show, begins. It's 30 years later. Okay. And it's 2009 or whatever it is. Right. 2018. I don't remember. Um, they flash back to 2009 a couple times. Um, and that's where we're at. And so Watchmen, the se- series, begins in 1921 to show the massacre, right. which really did happen. Right. Um, because lots of things are coinciding with our this other alternate timeline. Right. So that really did happen, but the repercussions of it are different in this alternate timeline than what it was in our timeline. For reals, right. Because in our timeline, like you said, it's not taught in schools, people don't realize what happened, and no, it's been it's basically forgotten. Yeah. The Watchmen show gives an alternate reality in which Robert Redford, who's the president, determines that he's going to start uh, giving reparations? Right. Reparations for what happened. Uh, And that's where the story begins. On HBO. On HBO. Thank you. Okay. I think I... That helped me see... But now on the HBO show, they are vigilantes. Like hidden vigilantes. So what happened... As a result of the reparations, there's a group of kind of like white supremacist Ku Klux Klan people called the Seventh Cavalry mm-hmm. who all wear Rorschach masks because they believe that the government is trying to control them because they read those articles and thought it was true. Oh. Who go out to kill all the police officers because the police officers are protecting black people. Right. Who are getting these reparations. Right. So they go out to kill all the cops. And then as a result of that, the cops, the police force changes tactics. So instead of just being a normal police force, now they all wear masks so that the bad guys don't know who they are and can't find them in their homes and kill them. Oh. And so there's like lots of like um, 
regulations. Like you saw, they don't, the police aren't allowed to carry guns, right. but they are allowed to have masks. And right. so there's like a, the police forces basically become vigilantes, but it's just in Tulsa. That's what they're doing in Tulsa. Oh, so it's not all It's like a testing ground for oh, what could happen. Okay. So we haven't, and we've met a few of the vigilante people. Sister Knight, who's played by Regina King. Does it very well. Kicks ass, as yes. we know Sister Knight. There's some guy that wears a silver mask. Yeah, uh, he's, uh, Looking Glass is his name. Looking Glass. And he's played by Tim Blake Nelson, hmm. who actually reminds me a lot of Jackie Earl Haley, who played Rorschach in the movie. Oh, huh. But he was in, uh, Tim Blake Nelson was in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I don't know. Okay. No, didn't like it. Um, you've also met Red Scare who's played by Andrew Howard, who is Russian. Mm-hmm. Um, you've met... We had Don Johnson. Yeah, Don Johnson, who was the chief of police. Mm-hmm. Judd Crawford. And then there's also, like, a side story going on with Jeremy Irons. That's where... I think that's the last one I saw where they really had a, a bit about Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. And I was just like, what the hell is going it's on? It's eventually <laughs> revealed who he is. And knowing now the history of the show, of the, the series and the movie, mm-hmm. it might help. So, like, s- sooner or later, you're going to see Lori Blake, who's so, who was Silk, Silk Spectre. Oh. They talk about Dr. Manhattan a lot. They talk about Adrian Veidt a lot. And they talk about... Um, the comedian some and then those were all like 1980s vigilantes mm-hmm. they also on the show go back to the 60s and talk about the and the 40s the 40s 50s 60s those vigilantes that were called the Minutemen. oh um, god help me so like the original sally jupiter silk specter and uh hooded justice this and those might people. be just too confusing for i myself. don't think it is i think <laughs> i think now that you have this background when you watch the show and they're like oh that person is silk specter Mm-hmm. So, like, when Lori Blake gets revealed, she's in her apartment, and you see sort of, like, an art deco, um, what's the guy? Uh, Andy Warhol? Andy Warhol painting. And it's Night Owl, uh, Ozymandias. And Silk Spectre. Ma- Dr. Manhattan. Oh. And then she's sitting in such a way that her face is over a character, and when it moves, it's Silk Spectre. And it's like, oh, she's, she used to be Silk Spectre. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then she goes to have a phone call with Dr. Manhattan because there are these pods where you can call mm-hmm. Dr. Manhattan and Mars. So, like, once you know, like, who those people are based on what happened to them in this other to... story, it might be a little easier to understand. Okay. Or right. you could just watch the movie from 2009. Yeah, well, I didn't know if I want to invest that far into it. I just wanted, like, a short little synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, like, a 22-minute synopsis. That's okay. I mean, at least it told me uh, the couple of things. I mean, Jeremy Irons... I, you know, once they tell me who the hell he is. Well, I could tell you right now if you want. If nobody else bites. It's, well, we can't ask them, but oh. don't listen for a second if you don't want to know. He's Adrian Veidt. He's Ozymandias, the guy who dropped the squid oh, on New York. Oh, okay. Because they, because in uh, the two shows I saw, there was a squid attack. There was falling squid. Little squid. Yeah, little squids. Yeah, think, so somebody is maintaining the illusion of this thing. Right. So even though the newspaper articles were like, this is fake. Right. Nobody really be- nobody knows who to believe, but, but they, they keep getting these squids. They're like, well, that seems pretty easy yeah, to believe. Because it happens, and then they just get out of their car and, you know, brush them off their car, and then they go like it's an everyday occurrence. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. I'll have to see. I'll have to. I mean, I just. I, I'm due for another. It's such a good wow. show. I just finished watching it. I think All it right. was really well done. And just like the. the the kind of conversations about race and um, white supremacy and 
br- police brutality and all mm-hmm. of those kinds of things are really interestingly addressed in the show. So I think it's timely. I think it's yeah. fun. It's like the action sequences are really interesting. The fight sequences are cool. And the, the characters are great. Like Sister yeah. Knight, Regina King is doing such an awesome job in this show. I think she's gotten some awards for Has it. Has she? I, I, I think so. I'm, or she's up. Maybe she's up for an award, or I don't know. I highly recommend it. Do you want to know its Rotten Tomato rating? Yes, I do. I don't know um, if I can guess because I've only watched two episodes. I'm looking to see if she was nominated. The way you're so excited about it. She was Critics' Choice Award for Best Actress in a Drama Series. Okay. Um. So she won it. Yeah. So good for her. Uh-huh. It was also written, the show has been written by Damon Lindelof. Do you know who that is? Was he lost? Uh, yes. Okay. See, so, <laughs> something. Well something done. Stay. Yes, he wrote. Well, he wrote lost. <laughs> um. So their Rotten Tomato is ninety-five. Ooh, you think? Yeah, maybe. It's you really good. Excited about it. I'm excited about it. So let's look at the movie first. Mm-hmm. The movie. I bet you the movie didn't get that much because you didn't really hear that much about it. Sixty-four percent tomato. Which yeah. is, it could have been worse. And 71% yeah. audience score. So it's still certified fresh, but it's pretty uh, low on the totem pole there. It's and, not as fresh. And not as fresh. And then, let's look at the show. 96! Hey, what did I say? But an audience score of 54. What a weird thing. Because it's hard to, to figure out if you hadn't seen the other stuff. Guys, give it a chance. It's so good. Yeah. Not, I mean, not one episode was rated below 90%. The show is really good. And just like... Take some time to read a Wikipedia page. Jeez Louise. And watch the show. It's worth it. Well, I gave it in the 90s because you were so excited about it. But, you know, me, I probably wouldn't. What would you have given it? Well, the 54 54 didn't surprise me. Oh, man. What a bummer. Because just, I mean, it's action packed, but you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Well, give it a try. I hope it continues. It's really great. I'm going to give it a try. But, you know, some shows that I end up liking... Get canceled, so it just pisses me off. I know. So, anyway. Mom, do you have a word of wisdom for us? I do. Uh, this isn't my own, but I'm feeling like it could be. Okay. And it fits because it was my birthday week. Okay. Or it is still my birthday week. Yep. And it's from Oscar Wilde. Oh, nice. He says, it's a he, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I am so clever that sometimes I don't understand a single word of what I am saying. Oh, I like it. <laughs> And that is so true. Sometimes I can just go off and don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. I think about. he stole that from Jane Austen. She's got a line like that in the, oh, really? in the book Northanger Abbey. Yeah. Oh, well, I just looked it up and it was... That's funny. Maybe they did the chicken come before the egg? She is... Yeah, she came before Oscar Wilde for oh, sure. So maybe he did uh, steal it's it. It's funny that you asked chicken before the egg because that's an important question for the last episode of Watchmen. No, my God. <laughs> um, oh, my God. This was fun. I like uh, doing a little synopsis for you. Uh, it's a little different than what we normally do, but hopefully it'll help people to watch the show. Well, I'm going to watch another episode, see what it says. What do you think we're going to talk about next week or next in two weeks? Well, we teased about doing a, uh, a Hannah guest speaker. Oh, that's right. She was supposed to do that. Yes, but she it just didn't work out this week. So next time. Next time. Ta- hopefully next time. We'll see. Uh, maybe I can talk her into coming over on her day off and we'll watch... Um, some stupid some animated. Remy and Stump Remy and Stump no I don't have to watch them right Ren and Stimpy no no okay I didn't like them at all <laughs> I mean it doesn't matter 
But oh I, man, I, you're really not gonna like Rick and Morty. <laughs> I don't want to watch any like Renny, Ren and Stimpy, or dogs that talk. I got you. All right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Have a safe week, and uh, we'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. You can follow us on Instagram at TV with my mom and on Twitter at TV with mom. And you can write us at TV with my mom at gmail.com. You can rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Share us with a friend. Share it with a friend who hasn't watched Watchmen because they don't think they understand what's going on. Please do. Or any of the other weirdo shows that we watch. <laughs> Who's our shout out of the week, mom? Our shout out of the week goes to a young gentleman who lives in the New York State. John. John. Cousin John. Cousin John. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, and keep on listening. <laughs> who do we like to thank? We're going to thank another John, John Dodson, <laughs> for his musical repertoire. And Diane Sullivan for her art. We appreciate you guys, as always, every week. Every and, week. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> I thought there was something else I had to say. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs>